0: And you're listening to Strangely Enough, and we're bringing our podcast back for season two. And today we have Natasha with us and Amelia, (laughs) and we're going to talk about tarot. I think you have all been waiting for this one for a while. I know we've been excited to make it. So we're just happy to finally get to this topic. So yeah, you know, let's get started. We'll jump right into it. Um, Of course, we have to throw a little bit of knowledge your way, get some history going. Um, And the history of tarot is actually pretty interesting because it comes from a little bit of everywhere. So originally, what started the whole playing cards that led to tarot was in the 1500s, Islamic soldiers who were infiltrating Europe had brought like these decks of playing cards with images on them. Um, and they would play a game called, forgive my pronunciation, Malmuk, which um, got picked up throughout Europe over time and kind of adapted into games that we see today, like Bridge and you know Blackjack oh. and all of that, um, which is really neat because to see all the different cultural impacts that it's had throughout time... So, and then to lead it to this huge thing that's like really popular today that, you know, people kind of really gravitate towards is just really interesting to me. So, um, so yeah, that's where it all started. And then from there, um, it kind of took off in Europe to the playing cards, like I said, um, once it got to Italy in the 1430s, there were cards more closely associated with playing cards um until it got over to france and france in the 1700s or 1780 rather i always get confused by that stuff
1: the century like, so it would
0: technically be the 16th it century right it's late
1: 16th it. century it hurts late my 16th feelings. century
2: yeah
0: it does not make any sense
1: disrespectful
0: what were we thinking Anyway, <laughs> rant over. In the in 1780 thereabouts, <laughs> the 16th century, or is it the 18th century? It might be the 18th. Century. It's whatever it is. They don't. Yeah, yes, yeah, because we're good. in
2: 2021 and it's the 21st century. Okay, so it's one number ahead.
0: Yeah, it literally makes It still no makes sense. no
1: sense. But yeah, yeah. Anywho,
0: anyway, 1780 <laughs> France. Get yourself there, okay? <laughs> this is when people notably started becoming interesting, interested of things relating to the occult, and so and fortune telling. So France wouldn't have pegged France, but that's where it started getting a little spooky for people, and like getting tied to fortune telling. Um, and some of the people who popularized this were Anton Court D. Geblin and his theory, he wrote a whole book about how it was the images on the cards were linked to the ancient Egyptians and like their religion
2: and their symbols. So naturally the white guy was recreating it. Yeah, of it, course.
0: Yeah. Of course, you know like you do (laughs) wouldn't be history if there wasn't a white guy appropriating something (laughs) involved um so he he believed they contained secret wisdom and you know that it was able to channel it to the the common people via these cards so he was a big proponent in this and then as far as like published writing goes the other person who was involved was jean jean baptiste, <laughs> jean, I don't baptiste. Know. jean
2: baptiste
0: mm-hmm. you know about him no oh
2: <laughs> i know he's i know he was part of something i studied in college it sounds yes. very familiar no yes. oh, there's an e on the end baptiste <laughs> yes um
0: but he wrote under a pen name etella mm-hmm. and published writing um basically saying the cards are divination tools and i don't it wasn't clear who published what first but around the same time these fellows are like i think i'm on to something so those are two of the people who really pushed the tarot as we know it today in france being part of the occult and fortune telling um and then In the 1900s, it came over to America, and it was brought over by A.E. Waite. For it. And that is, yeah, that is the tarot card, like, I think when most people think of tarot cards, that's the vision you'll get in
1: your the head. The weight deck, yeah. The oh. weight deck, weight Smith deck, because yes. he
0: did work with an artist. Good. And her name was...
1: Her name? Her. I Who? did not know yes. it was a female. Wow. Wow.
0: Pamela Coleman-Smith. Come on, was Pam. The artist. And so they're the ones that, you know, have they're very heavily based in primary colors, lots of red and mm-hmm. blue and yellow. Um... And so that was kind of the first time it came over to America. And they were both part of these like specific societies that like were really into like mystical things and the occult. And damn. So that's how it came
2: over here, which is that's pretty interesting. So cool. First of no all, idea. I
1: had no idea that um, Ryder worked with a, or wait, sorry, uh, worked with a female artist. Mm-hmm. I had no idea because that is like the number 1 tarot deck that will probably come up when you google classic tarot decks um probably like one of two or three um and also it is a deck that has so much symbolism built into it that a lot of other artists who decide to make their own decks actually base their cards and their interpretations of the cards at least visually off of this original deck because it does have so much hidden symbolism. Like things like, oh, you didn't notice this guy has um, one boot on instead of two boots. Like that means something. And and so that has been a really cool thing to watch unfold in modern times is that we have all of these different artists interpreting, interpreting the same Um, cards and the same archetypes but really expressing it differently visually
2: yeah damn
1: that makes a lot of sense though I think
0: because as humans adapt and evolve to their environment obviously things change and so I think maybe that's probably part of the reason why sometimes like is it um wands is sometimes interpreted as different things like clubs or um Mm. I forget what else I saw, but it's interesting how the wording changes a little bit. The symbolism kind of like is similar, but not exactly the same because.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. And I think to even paint a better picture, we should talk about like what the, at least modern tarot deck consists of. um, And for a long time as well, like it hasn't really changed unless you're really going out there in like your deck um, artist interpretation, but The standard deck does contain 78 cards. 22 of those cards are considered the major arcana, and I think that is what you would find the most different from your traditional playing card deck. Otherwise, it could be very comparable. Um, So there's 22 that are considered the major arcana, and the 56 of the rest of those cards are minor arcana. And those are actually broken down into your four different suits. Um, That does consist of wands, swords, um, pentacles, and or coins. I've seen that interchanged, um, as well as cups. It's like Harry Potter's back to school shopping list. (laughs) (laughs) yes. Precisely. <laughs> uh, exactly. Impulter. Maybe some cauldrons thrown in there too. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Cups, cauldrons, you never know. <laughs> exactly, you though. But them out. <laughs> you can You. That's the thing. It's up to the uh, interpretation of the artist uh, who's creating the deck, which is uh, by no means a small feat, for sure. Um, so the four suits, again, they, they can kind of feel more like those uh, playing card suits where you have like one through 10, and then you have four actual, um, people type cards. Right. Um, some decks, uh, say it as like page, knight, king, queen. I feel like that's pretty popular. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have one deck that does, uh, daughter, son, mother, father. So you can do, um, like different interpretations in that way. But again, they hold the same weight at the end of the day. Right. Um, the major arcana is really interesting because that is the part that is separate than your regular playing card deck. It's an additional 22 cards. Um, and these cards actually are more about like major life themes and like archetypes that could mm-hmm. be longstanding. So it starts out with an unnumbered card, the fool representing the beginning of a journey People are stupid when they're born. (laughs) (laughs)
2: I'm just a baby.
1: Just a little baby. I don't have any money. (laughs) Yeah. So that, I mean, so it really does talk about the like life journey almost all the way towards the end, um, which could be like the world Mm -hmm. is the last one. So it's more of like end. The ending of that whole life journey so mm-hmm. throughout it there's a lot of different cards you'll see justice you'll see lovers yeah. you'll see the tower the moon um death the devil which people get all freaked out about mm-hmm. but these are more speaking about yeah. like major like life themes and like things like that rather right. than um anything else
0: thanks halloween movie <laughs> insert whichever one here who taught you that the death card means you're gonna die oh my god so might as
1: like... well you know pull, pull that as you are using a ouija board
2: <laughs> so you can wipe down your ouija board it's a disinfectant <laughs> actually,
0: actually, you want to make sure you cleanse your ouija board with the
2: death card yeah it's the only thing that can clean it it's a bitch to get clean <laughs>
1: Low-key, I'm not um, surprised if that's a, already a video on TikTok right Yeah, now. Yeah. You know
0: what? I you? would not be surprised either. TikTok is really so wild because I resisted it so much at first, and now I am an almost 30-year-old who is on it at least once a day.
1: Same. <laughs> Same. <laughs> For too long.
0: But you will, like, obviously everyone knows about the al- algorithm. It's very tailored to your interests, but you know, every so often, I swear to God, they're listening because they'll pull up a tarot reading. It's like, this has no hashtag. So this means it was meant for you and 30k other people. (laughs) And it's really specific to your life and what you want to hear. And I just have such a hard time because I feel like when I do readings for myself, or when I've gotten them done, they've been pretty relevant, pretty spot on. And like, when you See one on TikTok, you're like, this is bullshit, probably. Like you it's so how do you reach 30k people with an individualized mm-hmm. spread? So I don't know. Taj practices a lot of tarot. So I'm like interested to see what your take is on, on
1: this. Yeah. <sighs> yes. <laughs> the mysteries of TikTok <laughs> to us elder millennials. Um, no, but really like I, as somebody who is doing this on the side and and doing readings for people, um, virtually and in person, um, I've definitely like done readings on the internet for more of like the collective consciousness. And that's something I would definitely say, and I haven't done any TikToks surrounding it, but, um, definitely on Instagram and stuff like that. I've seen a couple TikTok ones. And I I think that you really just have to do the research, honestly, and see if that person is somebody that you would trust. It really comes down to that because uh, personally, when I would do for the short time that I did do like collective readings on the internet last year in 2020, I did carve out a specific amount of time of my day and kind of got into a meditative headspace looked at the astrology for the week. So I would have a good understanding of the energies at play and kind of really pull off of that, pull the cards and make a post where, you know, you could swipe over and see the cards revealed, um, at a later time. So something like that, um, I think when I was actually doing them really resonated with me. with the feeling of the week and the collective energy that Mm -hmm. I was feeling at least um, at that time. And I think doing it like that is important, especially if you are looking to reach a large amount of people because it's right. almost impossible to, in my opinion, to, you know, pull a bunch of cards in a row, say a couple keywords about them and expect that it would resonate with thirty thousand people. Right. Well, the um, ones I've seen too, they they like talk like auctioneers while they're doing them. So yes. there's not like a moment
2: of contemplation. Or interpretation or analysis happening. It's just like, but, 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 yeah, confidence in my partner. <laughs> and everything's going to be great for you really soon. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for watching. It's all coming together. Exactly. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just all going to come together. Again. At the very end. Yeah, I've yeah. seen similar ones as well. And like, that's just like, okay, they're in it for the views. That's yeah. fine. It makes me, you know, a little sad for people who would just see that and take it personally, yeah. um, which is unfortunate. But, um, you know, that's the way the world is. You know, technology is just going to do this, make it saturate. Exactly. That's the correct word. Yeah. Um, so I mean, there's definitely a difference when it comes to doing something like that as a tarot reading quote unquote, uh, for yourself rather, or you buy your own deck and you start to interpret the cards on your, for yourself, or you pay somebody who has experience to do it for you. None of those are wrong. I Mm -hmm. think it's important to say, but right it's going to be different. And if you are somebody who's unsure about tarot or, you know, has some reservations around it, I think it would be important to really do your research and not really put any uh, stock into the online type quick videos that you would Mm -hmm. see. (laughs) Um, I do have to say, because I say this to all of my clients, that a lot of people go into a tarot reading for the first time, thinking that it is going to be some sort of fortune telling. And you talked mm-hmm. about the fact how it became a fortune telling practice in history. It did. Yeah. Right. So it's like, obviously that this is still, you know, a perception yeah. that's going to happen. But in my opinion, it arch, the archetypes of the tarot cards are only giving you a glimpse into where you are in this current moment. So it is not, you know, psychic mediumship, fortune telling, um, future, you know, telling or, uh, of any sort, it is giving you a glimpse into the energies that you are possessing in this moment. And if everything were to continue as you are right now, these would be the results. Mm-hmm. So it's only opening a door for you to make the decision to make a different choice.
2: Right. And yeah. it's up
1: to you to make the choice because at the end of the day, we all have free will.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think the thing is too, is that because it's so rooted in being like a divination tool that people just are like, well, I don't believe in that. And like, there's no way that this is going to like predict my life. And it's like, okay, maybe some people think that and that's fine. But even if that's not how you're coming at it, like, For me, I've always been kind of a skeptical person. Like, I'm very interested and, like, the possibility is out there. It's very hard to say, like, oh, that's impossible. But also you can use it as, like, a tool of perception, right? Like, okay, I'm having a hard time with X, Y, Z. So I'm going to do a quick tarot spread for myself and just kind of read the insight to you know, the meaning of the cards and what can I take from that and apply to my life? Like, am I being conscious of the decisions I'm making? Am Mm -hmm. I, am I settling really? Or am I happy where I am and feel comfortable staying there? So it's, you just need to, I think, be able to maybe separate the idea a little bit of it being like a strict fortune telling, like divination tool. Yeah. And also just realizing, like Natasha said, like, it really is at the end of the day that you have free will. And it's more just like, what are you taking from this? That's going to help you. Mm-hmm. Like it should be a, a helping tool.
2: Right. <laughs> Not something that. that
0: causes stress or is
2: like. Yeah. You know, or just doom. And yeah. Gloom. Yeah. People get really worried about that. Cause I don't think that's what they're for no. at all. I've always been skeptical, but yeah, I think the way you're describing it makes the most sense. Cause it's like just intention setting and like, it just gives you, like, a separate, like, weird therapist lens to assess yes. what's going on in your day-to-day. Oh, my,
1: exactly. But, of course. <laughs> yeah, it's I like can, a roadmap. They can totally bring up, you know, themes from your subconscious. Like, yeah, yeah. you know about this, and you know mm-hmm. you're having this issue here, mm-hmm. but then you are not consciously acknowledging it. So when you pull a card that brings up the archetypal themes of that issue, you're like, oh, damn, like, I – am subconsciously repressing that mm-hmm. right now and that's why I'm upset like yeah it just right. is a different tool to use for your own perspective and to empower you really at the end of the day mm-hmm.
0: yeah, absolutely and I think you can take something positive from any card that you pull like and it's so interesting because when I do spreads frantically and I'm like I'm so upset or stressed about xyz like I need these cards to give me an answer and i just like quickly do them out it's always like swords and swords is like my biggest fear card personally oh. because like when i first started getting readings they would come up a lot and i wasn't in a good place so now oh. whenever i get them i'm like no i just needed you to give me a clear answer and then i'm like okay maybe we step back a little bit and
1: like really it's a reflection like, of your yes. energy at that time that's insane yeah. swords is all mental energy it's sharp yep. it's quick it can be chaotic at times wow so if you're <laughs> sitting there and like i need to do these tarot cards because i need to know then yeah. yes of course you're gonna pull a thousand swords yep. right
0: absolutely and it happens every time without fail oh my god that's so weird <laughs> but it's i mean <laughs> that's where you kind of like where I kind of get the like my skepticism lifts a little bit because I'm like there are so many different like suits and cards in this deck Mm -hmm. that the fact that I get narrowed down to like a bunch of swords whenever I'm like at that chaotic level is unreal to me yeah unreal and I did see this thing on TikTok, but I tr- have tried a few times. it's like, oh, if you want a clear answer from the universe, like assign a card as your yes card and assign a card as your oh. no card. And it was with suits. So, of course, for my no card, what did I choose? Swords. <laughs> and for my yes card, I chose cups because I'm a Cancer. And, you know, that's, oh, that's the yep, that's the suit that's, you know, supposedly oh. linked with that star that. sign emotional
1: fulfillment
0: oh what up <laughs> that's my go actually makes a lot of sense when you think it about really it really does dang um huh so yeah so that's how I was starting to ask my questions with my spreads and I would get swords way more often than I would get cups and then one of my friends taught me a different way to ask like questions mm. and I don't you've probably heard of it I don't know but Basically, like, you shuffle your deck after you've cleansed it, and then for the first pile, you flip until you either get an ace or um, get to the count of 13. You do that three times. If you get no aces, by the time you get up to 13 cards, it, the answer is no. If you get two, it's maybe, and if you get three aces, it's a yes. And then what you're supposed to do from there is you look at all the cards in each pile and try and kind of like get some perspective from it. And it got a lot less swords. And it was really interesting just to kind of put it all together. So like, I don't know, that's crazy. Was it legit? Maybe, maybe not, but I got a lot of perspective from it. and it, yeah, like
1: That's the whole deal. Yeah,
0: and it's a meditative thing, right? It, like, mm-hmm. allows you kind of that, like, mental space of thinking about something more abstract instead of being in your head with it, like, 24-7 on repeat. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, even for the people who are skeptical about it, it's just a really good reflective, like, meditative practice that can get you out of your head for a little bit. And I think, like, that's what I personally enjoy the most about it.
2: It's like the Headspace app for the ancient times.
0: Yes, that's a <laughs> for the calm app. Yeah. <laughs> so literally, that's great. You hit the nail on the head. I love it. Good job. Thanks. <laughs> but yeah, it's just I think there's a lot you can get from it if you put in the energy and the time and like if you're open to it be, as well. Yes, that's what I was getting at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So long-winded. <laughs>
1: No, I have a lot of people too, just to kind of bust some tarot myths while we're here. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, who are like, oh my god, the death card? Am I gonna die? Yep.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> if How would that you go? Believe, no. How? Yes. The fuck would at that some go? point. <laughs> yes. We all die. Death that's and that taxes—the only two certains. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sounds like the eighth house. That was an cry. astrology joke. <laughs> I was
2: going to say, it sounds like a middle aged white history teacher. I'm pretty mm-hmm.
1: sure Benjamin Franklin said it. So, yeah. <laughs> Literally, themed it was the eighth one of the old white
2: guys that did the thing.
1: Death, death sex. Wait,
2: there. what does that
1: mean? That's a different episode. Okay. But if anybody's <laughs> out there this. who knows astrology, that's an eighth house joke. That's um, for you. But yeah, so, Death Card, for example, it's all about death and rebirth. Like the the cycle of and en- ending something that's no longer serving you, making room for something else to start and begin. Sorry. Very similar to a new moon mm-hmm. uh, type theme. I Again, just astrology. remembered I didn't pull my card for my birthday
0: <gasps> last year in the middle of quarantine. Oh, I was like, Oh my shit. gosh, every year I'm going to pull a card that's for my really birthday. Smart. And last year I got the death card and like, a few years ago that would have freaked me the fuck Uh, out but like I knew because Tosh has taught me and like I think our whole group so much about tarot and I was like really excited because I felt like change was coming and like I was able to take a really positive spin on it so I need to pull a card for myself it's only been a few days yeah Yeah, only a couple days late
1: it still counts (laughs) you still got that energy flowing for sure um and that's a really good point you know I feel like that's just like a very easy example for one that can be so misinterpreted yes um like so easily another one is the devil you know that's another card you're like oh my god I'm cursed forever yeah I've got that Luck, I'm going to hell. No, like it's okay, it might mean that you are tempted, you know, to yeah. do the not I'm right shank-a-bow. thing. Uh, yeah, it does have ties to um, bondage and other sorts of Queen, things. Lust, wow. You know, it's the card of lust and things like that. No oh, devil. Here. You know, and off. you know, there's a time and a place, yeah, for and sure, all of that, but yes. it does not mean that you know. You're, You're burning it in the hell fire for eternity or anything mm.
2: like that. Unless you are, in which case, good luck. I'll see you there. <laughs> Bring <laughs> some cleats.
0: <Sing laughs> Bring some, some cleats? <laughs> <laughs> what?
2: I don't know, because I don't sport.
0: Well, I think that, like, hell would probably be pretty rocky if it was a place, like the desert.
2: I don't know, man. I think Volcanic? hell's probably earth.
0: Well, yeah, but...
2: I'm just saying. We're like, getting hotter every year. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> Love that for you. Yes, Jeffrey Boots Bezos the house down. <laughs> Jeffrey fucking bezos. I'll yes. be on the moon, motherfuckers. You enjoy your glow-up. A- eating my dehydrated beef. <laughs> peeing through a tube. Oh
0: my goodness. Catch but me um but, yeah, it is all what you make it, honestly. Yeah. Like, just to bring it back to a little bit of a more serious. Mm,
2: yeah, sorry. <laughs> no. Don't I mean, be. we just went off there. Mm-hmm.
0: If you couldn't tell, we're recording this shortly after Jeffrey Bezos went to space in his penis rocket. Yeah, that thing
2: is so <laughs> phallic. It's the five, most phallic thing I've ever seen. I felt sexually assaulted
1: when I saw the photo. <laughs> I also saw a great <laughs> name, not to digress, but I'm digressing. <laughs> uh, with the Austin Powers um, Mini Me and then oh my rocket God. launching Jesus. from. It looked exactly, exactly the same. Really and they're did. both bold. I know. I can't. Oh, I cannot. I cannot
2: you way. Right, right,
1: to right. To get back to positive yes. intentions Positive
2: oh, intentions here. Smooth. Yes.
0: That's the important key word. Positive intentions
1: with yeah. your tarot reading. Yeah. So I, I think it would be a good point to mention that if you are getting into this for the very first time or you're really interested and don't know where to start, a good place is to buy your own tarot deck. And, like, how do you do that? There's so many myths. You know, so many people have came to me and told me, I can't buy my own tarot deck because it's bad luck. Somebody's told yep. me that it's bad luck. I cannot buy my own. So I had it has to be received oh. as a gift. Oh. Oh
2: okay put it on your registry
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah your birthday registry or something amazon wishlist i don't know what the kids do these days but um honestly it does not have to be that way okay i think that there are a lot of uh rumors and whatnot in the new age umbrella that are saying you need to do this this and this but like honestly check your sources
0: Nothing is because... untouched by capitalism. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: Like, you can certainly buy your own deck. If you want to start with the original um, deck, by by all means, go yeah. for it. There's plenty of um, available decks to choose from in that way. But there are so many independent decks to go for as well. For example, here with us today, I have my very first deck, which is the Wild Unknown by... Kim Kranz. Beautiful, beautiful deck, animal-based, um, and I would highly recommend it to anybody interested in tarot for the first time. Um, I also have a deck that is called the Ostera Tarot Deck, and that is based off of the um, Springtime Pagan Holiday. It's made by oh. four female female artists. So each suit has a different artist, and they all collaborated on the major arcana.
2: Whoa. Um,
1: Really beautiful. I did get this one as a gift. I'm not going to lie. This
0: is my favorite one that you own, too. I think anytime you've done a reading for me, that's the one I pick every time. Um, And every time I'm like, I'm going to branch out. I'm going to try another one. But I'm, like, always so drawn to it. It's such a beautiful deck.
1: It's certainly is beautiful it is the deck i read myself personally with and it i can't lie i'm not the person to separate my decks for my clients and myself because they're all here to serve the same purpose in my eyes so i read from this deck if the client doesn't have another um, choice right um i also have a salvador dali deck that was gifted um used from a friend as well um i think that that one also has some kind of really mystical energy to it especially knowing that each individual card was actually painted by Salvador Dali obviously it's a print it's a card deck but it is his original interpretation of all of the cards in the tarot deck themselves right um and then lastly uh, my newest deck I can't lie i'm very excited about my mom got me for christmas it's miss leo's tarot power deck as seen on tv come on miss Leo, from the late 1990s <laughs> so so you know it's good so you can't go wrong. double
2: bubble on the box
1: <laughs> <laughs> so i mean those are just a couple decks that i have with me today um, I do have the Rider-Waite Smith uh, tarot deck as well. I have um, another deck that is more of a artistic interpretation, um, oh, shamanic dream tarot, I believe it's called. Ooh. It's all um, abstract art. So there's so many ways that you can, you know, find a tarot deck. But the important thing I think is to go and. Find something that really calls to you, something that you would be excited to open and really spend time with each card, getting to know them, looking at each um, piece of artwork individually, Mm -hmm. developing your own understanding of each card and kind of going from there. And it's totally okay if you need to reference a book as well. Yes. Some people are like, you need to memorize all 70 something cards (laughs) To read your own tarot, no. I can't even
2: remember my middle name half the time. Never mm. mind a whole deck
1: of cards. So, like it doesn't have to be this pretentious, folks. Like <laughs> you can totally pick up the card if you don't know what it means right away. Look at the artwork. Think of the feelings that it brings up for you. If it has symbolism, kind of dive into that. Um, you know, go off of what you know about the suit or the number or anything like that, and <laughs> Really feel into it for yourself. Think of a couple key keywords that it comes up for you in the beginning. I keep a tarot journal. Yeah. Every time I do a tarot reading for myself, I write down the date. I write down my questions. I write down what cards came up. Wow. I don't sit there and like write out what each card means because right. I can always can go back, go and, back reference. and reference that. Yeah. But like I can always go back in time then and see what cards came up for me at what point in my life. Mm-hmm. If there's a repetitive card, like you said, like a, maybe a suit. Yeah, You can identify patterns in that way. It's just a tool
0: at I love, the end of the day. Yeah, and I love the idea of keeping like a tarot specific journal because for a long time, like once I started doing it more regularly, I just kind of like interspersed it in my bullet journal because I wrote it down like as I was doing it. Right. But I do like that idea of like keeping a, it in a specific place so that you can reference that. You don't have to look through all these different notebooks because you're like me. You probably have a million <laughs> for a million different things.
2: Um, never completed
0: yeah and the other thing which Tosh was kind of referencing is like picking out your tarot deck so when I finally did buy my first tarot deck for the first time um, I went to a bookstore and I got one that sounded kind of cool and then I didn't really look through it until I got home mm. um, and it didn't end up being my favorite deck I would use it occasionally but then um, I found this website Phoenix and Lotus, and you can buy tarot
1: decks online. Yes, oh. they're not just a website, Sam, because you've they're been not. to their booth. Oh, you're right at oh. the Oddities Festivals in, that at in, mill l- five. in Mill Number Five in Lowell, yes. Massachusetts, multiple times. Dang. You're right. It is
0: a physical store, and then I think they're local, also does...
1: independent, um, yeah, like resellers for tarot decks, specifically for independent decks. Yes. Highly recommend, and that is phoenixandlotus.com. Yes. Yes. So, yes, huge point there
0: because amazing. There are so many choices, and the deck that I ended up getting and absolutely love is the Orange Tarot deck. Oh, my goodness. It's so beautiful. It's also an animal-based one because, of course, it is. Yeah. And the artwork is just so beautiful. So I think just taking the time, whether in person, to go to a shop that carries independent decks or going to an independent website <laughs> to look for your deck.
2: Looking at you, um, Bezos. <laughs> Eat a
0: dick. So many of them. <laughs> um, and really getting a chance to look through all the different artwork mm. to see what's out there and then... Of narrow down what your style is, I'm so happy with my deck, I love it so much. And I got the mini version, so it's like so cute
2: and small.
1: You do love a tiny thing, I do love tiny
0: things. (laughs) Tiny things are cute, I love that. And
1: I'm so happy that you mentioned them because we've totally been to their booth together and they have so many great options. And you bring up a really good point like, I know we've talk shit about Bezos for yeah. a second, but also websites like Amazon, like, um, I don't know, similar websites, <laughs> yeah. they actually, like Wish, let's say Wish is yeah. a big one, right. they actually will be selling decks that you think are the real <gasps> tarot decks, but they are 100% rip-offs uh-huh. of the artist's work so if you find a deck online that you're like oh my god this is like 10 times cheaper than what i've seen on other websites it's because it's not real there's plenty of information online about this um and it's a really big topic in the tarot community because it's such a huge problem it's a huge problem amazon is a huge problem in that because they have all those independent like uh, Search, sellers yeah so they're just ripping them off and like there's all these blog posts and stuff you can find online comparing an amazon bot deck versus bought wow. from the original creator oh my um goodness. there's a border <clears throat> missing yeah. or something like that the the pixelation so is different Ooh. yeah and then that's not the energy that you want to be utilizing yeah. if you are buying a tool for your own self gross yeah as well
0: too because it's like stuff like that is really accessible so like for someone who really does want to get into it it's hard because it's like even maybe you don't want to spend a bunch of money you're still kind of figuring out if it's something you're going to be interested in doing long term
1: so that's when i would recommend the original rider Waitsmith smith tarot deck because at this point in time Obviously, it's going to be a copy, right?
0: Yeah, like you're not yes.
1: discrediting an artist at this right. point. That's I mean, alive. That's alive. That is missing out on money, like all right. of these other beautiful decks that are independent artists. So, again, just do your research if you are going to make a purchase, especially online, mm-hmm. making sure it is a reputable seller, making sure that the artist is fully credited, yeah. and that you know you're, there's not another option available. If you are looking for a big a big box option
0: yes absolutely um and even Barnes and Noble I mean again that can get on the pricier side depending on the deck but sometimes if you go in there they do have a variety to choose from Mm. um so you can look there maybe there's a more affordable option there um or your local local
1: bookstore or you could thrift but
2: just make sure you cleanse them but yeah
1: That's a really good point. I have multiple (laughs) thrifted decks um, and I definitely have purchased them if it felt right. Uh, Of course, those were moments that I held the deck in my hand and was really feeling into should I spend the money on this or not Mm -hmm. type of thing. Um, Obviously, it's probably more affordable than a modern deck, but at the same time, those are decks that I did take time to cleanse spiritually, energetically for a while before I used them. And just to touch base on that, just in case you aren't familiar with cleansing um, decks or anything, um, one of my best recommendations is to use the selenite stone, S-E-L-E-N-I-T-E, selenite. Um, it is just a, a natural stone, um, and you can buy it in slabs in sticks, things like that. You can put it on around your tarot decks, your crystals, Anything you really want to cleanse. It is an amazing crystal that will cleanse out any stuck, stored energy in literally anything and um, just kind of transmute it away. Selenite also is a crystal that does not have to be cleansed itself like a tarot deck or like another crystal. Um, so it's a really good investment and it's actually pretty affordable. Um, other options include uh, putting your deck out in like the full moon light mm-hmm. or even just full sunlight, even doing like uh, incense or sage smoke around it, or just holding it and intending that you are cleansing it of all other energy. I have worked with people who do three knocks on a tarot deck if somebody else has used it before, Whoa. just to kind of knock the energy out of the deck oh i thought you meant to like reopen the door no uh, uh, <laughs> in a paranormal lens yeah the three knocks can be a little yeah, concerning I don't that at all
0: i
2: do knocks. i will find a way to spook myself out about anything so <laughs> carry on
1: no the, the point is that there is a multiple you know multiple choices for cleansing your own deck and, and stuff like that but um I usually suggest, you know, doing so between different individual readings, if you're going to share the deck with friends, or even between your own readings, if you, have you know, pulled your cards a month ago, and you're going to pull some today, make sure to do some cleansing, whether it's intentional, physical, whatever. And um, it's really about getting into the mindset at the end of the day, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. Absolutely. And the thing too, is like, when we do talk about accessibility, like, you can get a cheap first deck. If you love it, then you can collect them, which is kind mm-hmm. of fun because there's so many different ones out there. I
2: think that's why I won't buy a single deck because I know <laughs> I'm a crazy person and I would look for any novelty, any like yeah. god, I would just have so many decks that yeah. I would never use.
1: But they're just so pretty.
2: They are so that's the problem.
1: You gotta put them on Exactly. The I know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Speaking Let of, them out. why don't we do some Card pulling. Yay. Natasha oh, immediately handed me my favorite deck. I got the Salvador Dali one. I'm so excited. I <laughs> knew that was going to be one. Yes. One. And I'm going to use um, There's a the Miss Cleo deck. Miss Cleo. Late
2: night.
1: Oh, you, <laughs> you never know. So we shuffle yeah. it? Yeah, just shuffle it in your, your hands, hand whatever hand. way you want to do it. I'm so used to my little cards. <laughs> Yeah, these these are, are so big. And those are massive. Oh yeah,
2: <laughs> These are some NBA a- players yeah. size jacks. Big
1: old hands. <laughs> so that's a good point, too. If you ever drop a card when you're shuffling your own tarot, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people freak out or put it right back. Oh, just put no. it aside. Just put you it look aside at that shit. I don't even look at it. If it's falls. if it falls face down, I just put it to the really? side, I'd continue my reading and at the very very end i flip that card and say what the hell did you want me to know oh, and shit. it makes so much sense for what my reading was about. Oh, cool. Just as like Ooh. an interpret, an added e- like energetic interpretation yeah. or layer to the reading itself. Damn. I
2: don't know how you guys do this stuff. Oh, oh.
1: That's my one. Miss
2: coming through loud and clear. Yep. Spend she popped no right out
1: and it was face down so I'm gonna wait. Alright, okay. so how do we do this? You can pick from the top, you can pick from the middle, you can pick from the bottom, whatever this you card want. Always stresses me
0: out because I'm like, what's the best way to pick cards? You
1: but I think just
2: close your
1: eyes just and decided pick one. to pick from the top. Ooh. <laughs>
2: Great. We the the scariest about that card. One. No. Um, <laughs> let's describe it for the listeners. Okay, it's a big red room <laughs> with no furniture, a picture frame on the wall that has a fantasia-like painted, <laughs> terrifying devil face. Oh, and don't worry, there are three Botticelli-looking bitches just <laughs> standing in the red room, chained to this painting of this terrifying face. It's like the mask in the mirror during Snow White, the fairest of them all shit, but with red and blue and black, and it's real scary. And it's upside down, so I think I'm dying. So,
0: <laughs> Remember what we pos- talked about earlier? What? <laughs>
2: positive intentions. Oh, yeah, positive. El, El Mundo, son. For the
1: record, no, the card me. that Amelia actually pulled, and it happens to be in the Salvador Dali deck, which is why it looks so concerning, mm-hmm. is the world, yeah, inverted or reversed. Um, so to give Amelia some insight, yes, please help. So, reverse cards usually mean the opposite of what they the mean is. upright. Okay. So while upright, the world is like closure, culmination, like you're at the end of the end of the path or, or whatnot, the reversed world card can suggest that you are still seeking closure on a personal issue. Oh, oh no. So it could, you could still have some emotional attachment around some sort of personal issue, whether it is conscious or subconscious. Yeah. Um, And it is something that you know that you need to work through visually, therapeutically, you know, anything along those lines. It is something that if you are able to work through will help you reach that culmination, that end goal, something that you have been looking to complete. Gotcha. So it It's not the outcome that you intend, um, but it's more speaking about the experience of climbing the mountain to reach it. So it's the climb. It's as in it's Miley
2: Cyrus. The climb.
1: <laughs> okay, so it's not yet the end for you. Great, there's still something there because I'm say. not emotionally exhausted You're at very, all. You're very, very close, <laughs> but for whatever reason, you may allow yourself to. Lose some focus or shift your your like um, direction for whatever reason because it seems more important or whatever it's the more pressing matter at hand. You're almost allowing that culmination, that end goal, to elude you. Okay, so it's almost a warning to you're Keep so focused. freaking close, woman. You need to just notice where you're settling or you're just. Diverging your yep. attention uh, to be able to meet that goal because it's right there.
2: Yeah. Okay. Damn. Thanks, lady. I love that. I would have been able to tell none of that based on this card to be like, we're getting into some kinky shit, and it's gonna go upside down, sideways, and
0: <laughs> go there's wrong.
2: a ghost in my mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Most
0: importantly. Mm-hmm. All right.
2: Now so I, I shuffle mirror stickers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. My
0: turn.
2: Alright. Good work. Oh, it's a dead rabbit. Oh, come on. Oh, it's the sword. Oh. It's the sword. <laughs> I'm pissed. <laughs> uh, it's the four swords reverse. But it's upside down. Yeah, that's let's well, find it. Look at this poor dead bunny. R.I.P. my dude. But
0: also the it's what a beautiful so guy. beautiful.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's
1: pretty morbid. <laughs> so yeah. just to say the upright. Four of Swords is about rest, relaxation, meditation, contemplation, recuperation. What oh, the show so you're not doing. The she? I don't know her. <laughs> is exhaustion, burnout, oh, deep contemplation, and maybe even stagnation. <sighs> Disrespectful. But also
0: I really align with that right now. Specifically with like work and stuff.
1: It's a powerful message that you literally need to take time out to rest and recharge your energy. You are draining yourself way too much, Whoops! way too much. You could be focusing on others, working long hours, highly stressed out. You're in a demanding undertaking. You're literally so close to exhaustion. Your energy reserves are so low or even empty. You don't even take the time to take care of yourself. That's what this card's energy is saying. And that's
2: also what Sam's LinkedIn page says. If you take a look, (laughs) (laughs) she's ready for a new exciting venture. No matter what that is, we don't know yet. Would
0: love it to pertain to books.
2: Love a book.
0: Love a book. I love working with kids. (laughs) Would love to be paid accordingly.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) So, because wow. it's swords too, it's sp- speaking mainly about mental exhaustion. So, mm. it's a good, you know, suggestion to practice something more like meditation, something like that. That's harder that's for idea. you, yeah, because it is. it is a way to preserve your own energy.
0: Would you say that it would be a good way to sit back and meditate? Like I said earlier, when I was talking about tarot as a practice. Yes, yes. yeah.
1: So definitely, really, I
0: should tarot take can my definitely
1: advice. be a part of your meditation practice, but I think it needs to go beyond that too. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's what it's this is saying because that's an
0: off recording conversation.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> off the record. <laughs> so it's about not trying to do everything at once, taking the <laughs> mental time away for yourself to reset, to re- come, you know, come back to yourself, and that way you can meet your challenges with a fresh face and a fresh mind. Specifically mine. <laughs> so Protect mind the you. brain.
0: You need to take care of your brain. <laughs> Support the brain. That's not what, um, so what I'm
1: saying. It's what the cards are
0: saying.
2: It's the sword. But swords. it's true. Yes, it great. is true,
0: though. Yeah, like, that checks out. I resonate with this
2: card so <gasps> much. What is the Ace of spades. Nope. I got
1: ace of coins.
2: Coinage. There's no
1: spades, but I don't actually remember what they would be equivalent to if, they were, if we were uh, using a traditional... Uh, card deck because that could actually happen back in the day. Right, Mm -hmm. right, right. Definitely. So many iterations. Uh, Coins is uh, the equivalent of pentacles. Pentacles. Mm -hmm. That's what it is in my deck. Yeah, I have that deck is coins. This is coins too, I guess. But ace is usually new beginnings. so if you hear that on TikTok, at least they got one part right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So ace of pentacles or coins in this case, this is the Miss Cleo Oh, a new financial or career opportunity manifestation and abundance oh, bitch. love that for you yeah so the ace of pentacles is a green light it marks the initial stages of manifesting your goals oh assures you that you can truly achieve what you have set your mind to do your goals and desires yes. wow symbolizes wealth not just for your bank but like holistically as well. Yep. Um, so it could mean generating a new source of income or even just receiving a financial gift or windfall. I mean, she'll take any no, of these. Seriously. I can tell you my any Venmo of- as well. Yeah. <laughs> if, that, if that will help. Um, but yeah, it's actually a really great card of like new beginnings, opportunities, potential potentially even financially, career-wise, physical health and manifestation.
2: Do so, you feel like I love that, that for you.
1: I do feel like, like I, I'm like on a- the cusp of something that I can't quite see. Oh, yeah. that's exciting. I've been feeling this for a while now, and I'm like, I know what I want to be doing. I know where I'm at, and I do not see the bridge or connection yeah. from here to there. But I know that but there's things coming. in the works. It's probably a person. And <gasps> I am. You haven't met yet. That's, That's exciting. exciting. Oh so my God. get out of my brain. <laughs> it's really exciting, too, because this is the first time that I've used this stack. Oh, oh my gosh. What a good so way to start. That's it. a
2: really good that way to start. That is really special. With. Good job, Cleo.
0: And not to, to take away from the specialness of it, but I do want to know what, what book are you reading from? Because Great this looks question. like an amazing guide.
1: So the book that I swear by is the ultimate guide to tarot card meanings by Bridget Esselmont, AKA Biddy Tarot. She's the founder of Biddy Tarot. Yes. B-I-D-D-Y Tarot. Um,
0: I was going to suggest not to cut you off. I'm so sorry, but I was going to suggest when we were talking about like accessibility in terms of like starting a new hobby or something new that you want to do. She actually has a website called bitty tarot tarot.com
2: tarot. do we like
0: her and yes yeah, okay and you can I like look her. up um the card Shh. meanings because i'm not gonna lie sometimes when i'm too lazy to get my book out, the website yeah no
1: i would say that she has the probably the most in-depth website um mm. like card almost dictionary mm. available yeah. that is also more modern so you're not like Drudging up the ancient interpretation, you know, for your, your modern past, exactly. Yeah. That's something that can come up with like the old, like, Rider Awaitsmith deck is like yeah. their original uh, thing is like, What the hell are you even first talking about? Firstborn will get a good dowry, yeah. <laughs> so, that can be a thing, but like, for general feelings and like vibes, and that's even a bad way to say it because I'm trying to be more modern than I am. Yeah, um, she does. Does. temporary. She she <laughs> offers keywords for upright, reverse. She gives you quotes from you know people from history that actually resonate with the energy of the cards. She gives you a general description. She will go into um, descriptions about the card if you had a question specifically about your career work or finances, if it's about a personality type, if it's about relationships or oh love, gosh. if it's about spirituality, Holy if crow. it's about well-being and health. And then finally, if it's about the reversed card. So she will go through each literal topic that this archetype could possibly speak to. And also gives you some journaling prompts, um, some suggested card combinations. So if you did a a multiple card spread and these cards came up in the same spread together, some overarching themes that could really come up for you in that type of spread or, or cards that come up often alongside those cards. So she's been practicing tarot for over 25 years And I definitely recommend her website and her book. Um, Especially if you are new to tarot, because it's really, really accessible. And she does have freebies that you can download. You can write in your own keywords. You can print out and stuff like that. And just kind of help yourself, you know, get familiarized with like even the major arcana only. Yeah. Yeah,
0: definitely. And I think what we'll end up doing too is when we do post this episode to air, our Instagram will probably have, like, pictures of all of the books that, like, we use, and maybe yep. we'll throw in some nice, um, aesthetic pictures of our decks and stuff. Just like a cute yeah. little flat
2: way. Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: So aesthetic. Queen. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. I had you. We were talking about TikTok. The like,
2: young people.
0: They're coming for us, man. They
2: are. <laughs> and I am all fat. No meat. Natasha, you're because you're muscly, <laughs> and I'm also the <laughs> oldest here, so thanks. No. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Only oh, by like five oh. months. Wow, it's still we older. both old. That's okay. Ryan's the oldest in this area. We are. <laughs> He's thirty-one.
1: Oh, <gasps> gasp! Grandpa. Hope my wife doesn't listen
2: to this. <gasps> Jen, oh, no. you are a genuine you bluebird, an eternal d- goddess of White docile and- doe. That's beautiful, <laughs> like an old
0: Hollywood starlet. I feel like we're Leslie Knope talking to. Um, <laughs> oh my April. fucking god! Oh no, <laughs> yes, and and
2: beautiful land mermaid. Yes, Amber Oh, I missed that show. I should. Oh, re- re- so we started re- rewatching it a little while back, and then we stopped it. It's a
0: good comfort show. man. It really is. Consider this. Ooh. A parks and Rec Tarot deck.
2: Holy Trademark. shit. Trademark. I bet it's Strangely on
0: StrangelyENough.com. Oh
2: shit. Well, what?
0: Strangely <laughs> enough podcast? <laughs> <laughs> ah, Too much plugging How have we done? <laughs> yeah. I think this was so much fun to talk about. Yeah,
2: we hope it was fun for you guys to listen to some serious, interesting backstory, but also listen to us pull cards that you cannot see. Um,
0: you know what? Come for the info, stay for the goof.
2: Yeah, that's, that's a good way to put it. That's what we're all
1: about here, yes. right? Yeah. We're so glad to be back. So glad. If you have any questions about tarot, please submit them yes. to whether it's our email or our Instagram, yep. strangelyenoughpod at gmail.com mm-hmm. on Instagram at pod.
0: Hold, let me confirm.
1: As well. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. We are strangely so, enough. DM us. We all check it. I'd yep. be happy to answer. And also I am available for virtual and in-person tarot readings at NatashaDominguez.com. And Love they're it. fun and very
0: informational.
2: Super informational.
0: And I can say that because... Natasha did one for me, like before we were very close, and yeah. she was very professional and very insightful. Thank so. God, that's so true. Fun. That so was so the, that was like what
1: like both of you came over yes. to my house, and I was yeah. like,
2: I'm a professional. You
1: yeah, did. Welcome. I paid you
0: for Those it too. Are legit. Both y'all. Yeah, it's like, a skill. And it but like put the nail in the coffin for our friendship. I was like, yeah.
2: (laughs) Now we're buried alive four years later.
0: (laughs) Making a podcast from the (laughs) good. And with that, we are off. Thanks for listening. We hope you stay tuned and enjoy season two. And we'll talk soon. See you out there. Bye. Bye. Stay strange. Oh, yeah. Stay strange, friends. (laughs) We're getting back on our feet. We're getting there. Okay, bye. Bye.